Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome specifically to episode 171 for Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. Welcome. I hope you have your coffee in hand. I hope you're ready for a good and relaxing morning. And I already need the cough button. Hold on. Thank goodness for the cough button. If I coughed into the mic, I still uh, would not... I don't, I don't like the idea of editing. So I wouldn't have the heart to make Vincenzo edit it out. Partly because I don't believe in editing and partly because I don't believe in Vincenzo. His ability to finish the task is uh, legendarily bad. Once again, this morning we have uh, we started up the live stream a little bit early, and it's been really fun to do things that way. Although I was a little be I was I thought I was going to get on the live stream like ten minutes early, and uh, it didn't happen. I got up four minutes. I started four minutes before the show, which isn't really enough time which isn't enough time to uh, do it justice and to enjoy it and to, and to let the mingling percolate. So tomorrow, but I'll tell you what got me this morning. It, it's, uh, it was timing. So I have my coffee here. By the way, I'm going to turn this around. You Spotify listeners, this is going to be meaningless, but there's a video on the podcast. I'm turning it around. I don't know if you guys can see that. George Washington University. This is a, a mug I got my freshman year of college, and I still have it with me today. Sadly, that's an old freaking mug. Anyway, I got up a little later than normal, which got me out of my coffee routine. So what happened was, like 10 minutes before the show, starts uh i was finally out of coffee one but i wanted coffee number two so i had to run and brew some more coffee real quick i got one of those keurig things anyway i don't know tmi what do you guys care uh robo asks how'd you sleep tony uh you know pretty well but i i got up in the middle of the night i i was up at uh Somewhere between 1 and 1.30. And I don't entirely know why. But I mean, I, I, up. Up and at them. I, I, uh, I w- went in. Now, at least I didn't drink some coffee then. I had enough sense not to drink coffee in the middle of the night. But I did sit around. And I drank some bubbly water. I had one of these. And I fired up. I sat at my computer a little bit. And then I, I think I fired up something on television. I can't remember what. But gratefully, I, I somehow I found it in, in myself to go back to bed and it worked great. I was back in bed by like uh, 2.30 and then woke up at 6. So I no excuses today. No excuses. <laughs> Tank says, isn't... Emote the corn you get from vendors in Pilsen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tank says when he cleaned his pop's house, 
He found a glass McDonald's mug from the 1984 Summer Olympics and another that said, I survived the blizzard of 79. Holy shit. That's going way back. Blizzard of 79. The blizzard of 79 was really uh, a beautiful experience for me as a kid. I can remember. I mean, of course, it was it was no school. And just building, I can remember building snow forts in the neighborhood that lasted for days and days. There was snow everywhere. It was totally awesome. It's a good Chicago memory. So anyway, uh, today, here's what's on my mind today, folks. Obviously, with today being the... Uh, Believe it or not, the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Holy shit. How could I let this go by without just giving my comments, some comments and thoughts, right? On, uh, on that fateful day, which changed so much. Isn't it funny how my brain, now you guys that were in the show yesterday, I had absolutely no idea what I was going to talk about yesterday. Now this morning... I also had no idea what I was going to talk about, but then my brain came up with, ah, 20th anniversary of 9-11. That's how desperate I am. That, that's how I do. I really don't like not having a topic. Now, I actually know that it's not the 20-year anniversary. What are we? What did I miss it by? Whatever. Uh, 18 days. <laughs> but, uh, oh, what a day. It's funny how there are those things in history where um, you remember where you were, right? And when I was a kid, the one that I observed and all the older people, everyone could always, they would always say, oh, I remember right where I was when Kennedy was shot. And as a kid, that, that was it was always kind of weird to me that everyone remembered where they were when they heard the president was shot. I just couldn't relate. Well, finally, with this 9-11 thing, which was uh, terror, straight up, um, lo and behold, I remember where I was. I was actually in, I was in Indianapolis back in those days, working my, trying to, trying to get my cheese fry scam going down south. And uh, yeah, it was a thing. I remember where I was. And so everyone, so that was the latest. I wonder if there's been another, where were you? Has there been another one since 9-11? Tank says, we watched on channel one in school. It is weird. You know, I was past uh, school age, sadly. But yes, I've heard a lot of a lot of schools they just they stopped what they're doing or they flipped on the TV, which I don't know how to feel about that. Was that terrifying? What's the what's the ruling on that? I would think that that might be a little bit terrifying. Did they now? What I can't remember totally is uh, hold on. I gotta get my phone to stop beeping. Can you guys hear the beeping? I'm on, a, I'm on a thread with my neighbors. All they do is text each other all day, all night. 
I gotta shut it off. Ooh, thank you says 1986 Challenger disaster was my where was I moment. Yeah, the Challenger. Now, I don't remember where I was for the Challenger. I feel like I was at school. I think I was at school and I think uh I think the principal got on the on the horn and said, uh, "Hey, this thing just happened. It was horrible." Robo Robos was Hurricane Katrina and Sandy, huh? You remember where you were? Amber Glow's here. Oh, good morning, Amber. How are you? Anyway, yes, those towers hit, and I remember uh, it was it was very confusing when the first tower hit. It's like, oh, some idiot. Jeez, what a bad pilot, you know? Boy, did he miss the mark. He's got to be kicking himself right now after plowing into the building. Actually, I remember thinking, well, it was like some sort of suicide thing, right? Which I guess technically it actually was. I guess it actually was a suicide thing, really, now that I think about it. But then when the second one hit, when the second plane hit the second tower, please, I, I, I hope I'm not... Uh, triggering anyone if um if 9-11 if, if if you're still kind of messed up about 9-11 please if you're on our pen please please go find someone that's uh, smoking a bowl on our pen or maybe knitting an afghan and if you're if you're in the spotify podcast there's 170 other ones to choose from. You might want to just choose a different one because it's going to get down and dirty. Because the first thing I remember is uh, is they 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 did it because they hate our freedom. They hate our freedom, which is terrifying. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, you start to imagine some guy, what, in Saudi Arabia, right? Weren't most of the, most of the team that did this, they were, they were in Saudi Arabia, I think. But it's like, I'm trying to go through the thought experiment. Now, I'm going to be upfront and honest, okay? I've never been to Saudi Arabia or I've never been to any Arabias. Are there, is there more than one Arabia? I've never been to the Middle East, I'll put it that way. So I don't know, to be totally honest, what the day-to-day -day is like for those people. But I'm just trying to imagine a day in the life, you know. Now, you know, what's a, what's a normal day where those... Some of those people are maybe having a rough day. What does it look like? I don't really know, but it's like, you know, maybe it's something like, uh, you know, geez, I, I imagine like two two buddies getting together. How's your day going? Oh, yeah. shitty, man. You know, I had a, I had a goat get out, you know, run away. I had to go, I had to go jump into my, Rolls Royce and go track it down. 
And then also, you know, we had a sandstorm and it took out one of my olive trees, you know, whatever. Um, um, you know, bad day, but I, and he says to his buddy, you know, now, yeah, this, this does chap my ass, but I'll tell you what, this is still losing a goat and losing some olive trees. It's still nothing compared to how this freedom over in America is chapping my ass. It works something like that, you know. There's something about us being free somehow, which made them... I can't I can't really follow the logic because I can't... <clears throat> I just don't know, don't know where they're coming from, but it's something about... They hate the, the freedom over here, and then they decided to topple some buildings. It was weird. <clears throat> Tank was in sixth grade for Challenger. Was two a few days after Bears won the Super Bowl. Are you saying you were two years old a few days after the Bears won the Super Bowl? Robo says for her, Sandy, but I'd imagine people uh, more down south would be saying, uh, oh, Katrina. Oh, yeah, Katrina was sure, right. I guess with Katrina, you probably think to yourself, yeah, I remember where I was. Because for some of those people, it's like where you were was in, it was freaking biblical, right? It was some sort of biblical flood. I guess you would remember where you were if you saw a body floating past <laughs> or several. If you, uh, you know, if you're one of these people, I remember where I was. I was on the tip of my roof, hoping the water wouldn't get that high. Yeah, you would remember where you were, wouldn't you? I was, uh, I was up on my roof for nine days, hoping someone from uh, like some FEMA dude from a helicopter would drop me a sandwich. And some bubbly water. You know, something like that. Yeah, you would remember where you were. Totally. Tank was in the sixth grade for the Super Bowl. Robo says she had to walk from Midtown Manhattan to Astoria, Queens. How far of a walk is that? That was due to a blackout, dear? Oh my goodness, royalty's in the house. The stunning redhead. Good morning, Georgie girl. Just a small town girl. Good to see you, dear. I had a uh, phone conversation with Georgie. She sounded real good. Real good. Royalty. Anyway, this uh, this 9-11 thing, I'm trying to think of what else. Do you remember that part where uh, they they, they uh, eventually, I, like I remember even that morning, right? They're like, uh, okay, we know who did it, right? And it's like, that that's some stunningly fast detec- detective work. It was very impressive to see how quickly the, uh, whoever it was, the FBI, whatever, uh, had figured it out. 
I mean, how fast did they have to interrogate people and connect the dots? I don't know, stunningly fast. But we knew that that uh, uh, Osama bin Laden guy, right? We knew pretty quick. But I remember there was a time, I can't remember if it was on TV. It must have been. Maybe it was in a magazine. But they showed, they were talking about this, this underground cave that he worked from. Do you guys remember that? And they show you like a cross section. It was like a carved out mountain, mountain, right? With uh, all these chambers and offices and all this stuff. It was like right out of a, a Bond movie. I just remember thinking, if you if you know the detail of this thing, you seem to know exactly what the mountain looks like and even what's inside. Could you just go get him? Could you go pick him up? Let's go. Let's go get this guy. It's just a thought, but but that was just me. I was confused. It was a confusing time and a terrifying time. And but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it's been 20 years now. And uh, there was a time there. I remember for the first couple years. I remember just having this thought of, they will never stop talking about this shit. It's just going to go, every time I turn on the TV, it's never going to stop. And I, I didn't like that idea. And that's why I'm grateful for things like this flu deal, right? Because now it, it edges out talk about, you know, the Katrina's, and the uh, 9-11s. They're always going to incessantly talk about something, right? But at least it changes a little bit here and there. Robo says it was about 45 minutes by train, but the walk was about two and a half hours, and it was very, very hot and humid, which is why we had the blackout in the first place. That's kind of scary, Robo. Scary business. Ooh, Sankyu has a very interesting comment. Sankyu says, You could almost say it was the last big time America was united as one. Very interesting point. We we don't seem very united right now. Do we? I would go so far as to say two things. One is we seem divided. And two, there's a spider on my camera. <laughs> this might be the biggest challenge in 171 shows I've ever had. I see a spider on my camera right now. I can't have that. Crazy. <sighs> I gotta block it out of my mind. Um, Amber Glow mentions Waco. Waco was another uh, another thing. For you guys keeping score, the spider hasn't moved for a while. Oh, he just rotated now. Oh my God, that's going to mess with me. Oh, George, uh, Georgie and uh, Salty are the same age, huh? Oh, is that because you guys did that birthday thing? Oh no, it's because you talked about your... Your school, uh, your school age during the Challenger explosion. Oh my God, good point, Robo. 
She says, uh, okay, where'd the spider go? Holy shit. Now I don't see it anywhere. Oh, God. Um, Robo says, what the hell does Robo say? Everyone along the way was outside partying and the whole city was walking home from work because the electricity wasn't going to come back on. I really do, um, I mean, a blackout, in a weird way, for me, it's kind of fun to imagine. That might be because I, ha because I have solar equipment. <laughs> there might be part of me that says, hey, bring it on. Robo says, you could imagine the good and bad neighborhoods you'd pass through on a walk like that in New York City. Yeah. Uh, sofa, uh, sofa, sofa, sofa says, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I doubt it. I only say that because I've never seen a hot dog, uh, any other hot dog eat itself. I've never noticed a mouth on a hot dog and nor any sort of digestive system or any, any of the stuff you would need, right? There's no hot dogs don't have nervous systems like to drive them to eat. They don't get hunger signals. You know what I mean? That's just my take on it. Now, how is this even possible? Robo says there was no looting or violence, surprisingly, and people were generous with food, water, and beer. And Robo just noticed that Georgie is in the house. <laughs> yes, okay, this is an important point. The Chicago Tank says, Bill Maher said we need an enemy to hate so we can stop hating each other. When we have an enemy, we are united. I think this is totally true. Maybe it should be that soaked in pee guy, right? At least for us, maybe it's the soaked in pee fella. Thank you, says the Tony Lens Spider is his own personal Vietnam. I wonder if that sucker walks across the lens. Would you guys see it? That would be crazy. I do wonder where it went. It looks like one of those nimble ones, you know, that could like run faster than Carl Lewis. Yeah, it tanks all in on that soaked in pee guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. But don't you wonder, what does that say about humanity? That we need uh, like a, a, a common, we need someone to hate. I don't like that too much. You know, in the words of Rodney King, can't we all just get along? You know what's funny? That might be the most quoted saying I, I've ever said on the show. I have, I feel like I've said that like five or six different times. Who knew starting out? I never would have guessed Rodney King is going to be the person I quote the most. By the way, let me add to the 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm adding to, but I, let me just share something really weird. So as I said, my brain came up with uh, 9-11 this morning as something I could talk about. And then an interesting thing popped into my head. I thought to myself, is that dude Dick Cheney still alive? And so I hopped on Google. I hopped on Google. And the craziest thing happened. I typed I, or I'm sorry, is. And then I typed Dick. Is Dick. And Google, right away, the first thing they gave me is, is Dick Cheney still alive? How is that even possible? Are they reading our brainwaves now? How how could that possibly be the first search? How did it know that's what I was looking for? By the way, sadly, the answer is yes, Dick Cheney is still alive. I wonder if he's, I don't know. Don't, don't get me started on that, dude. Yeah, we're, we're funny, we're funny, fickle things. I heard of a, a study they did on monkeys. And um, this was at a zoo, and there's this, this monkey enclosure... Um, (laughs) there's this monkey enclosure that was next to like a group of flamingos. And there was one monkey that could like poke his head out and sort of look at the flamingos. And now flamingos are no threat at all to monkeys at all. There's no threat. But this monkey that could poke his head out was acting like there's another group of badass monkeys next door that were that were uh, threatening them. So the head out the uh, through the bars monkey was did this whole made this whole to do, got his pack of monkeys all riled up, saying there's an enemy right next to us. There's an enemy. You know, and it was all total bullshit. Don't you wonder? How much of that is going on? How, you know, isn't it Joe Rogan that he's called, he's talking about humans or monkeys all the time? You know? Tank says you dodged a bullet with that Google suggestion. <laughs> so true. Oh, Mammy's in the house. Good morning, Mammy. How are you, dear? Mammy's a busy bee today, but she's going to take a moment to hang out with us. That's great. Very nice to see you. So yeah, maybe this is wired inside of us, right? We somehow instinctively know we got to rally the troops, whether or not there's a real enemy. You know, I've heard it said recently that they're trying to gear up for this, this Martian invasion thing. Maybe to get us all on the same page finally, get us all loving each other again. <clears throat> uh, 
Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, I, I hope, what is today again? Wednesday? Hump day. Hump day. I hope everyone's having a good day. Tropical Thinker, welcome to the show. Tropical says, I've always thought it's interesting that gorillas can learn sign language and actually communicate. Some even talk about how poachers killed their family. Coco had an IQ of just under 100. Yeah, that is very, very interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Um, yes, and it um, it tugs at the heartstrings, doesn't it? <clears throat> I'm just uh, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for a second, just a second. Sometimes I wonder, you know, are they are they getting us to feel so akin with uh, with gorillas and everything, just to better control us, right? Seems like everywhere needs to be protected, you know, just because. Sometimes I wonder if it's not to keep us in check. Tank says the Bears agreed to buy Arlington Park Racetrack. Are they going to put a stadium there, Tank? Is that what this is all about? Wait a minute, there's a Sopranos prequel? Get out of town. Is that is uh, is Tony Soprano in there? I guess obviously, right? I wonder if he has hair in that one. Where is this? Is this HBO? Where is this uh, Sopranos prequel? Why did I not know that? Many Saints of Newark is what it's called. So the Bears, it, it, Tank says, that's what it's sounding like. They want to host the Super Bowl. They couldn't host the, is it because it's outdoors? Like, like what? why wouldn't uh, Soldier Field work? And my God, they just did renovations on that not too long ago. Modernized it and everything. Crazy. Thank you. As a, it really makes a great point. This is getting back to this divide and conquer, you know, sub thread through today's conversation. Thank you. Says a house divided against itself cannot stand. That was an Abraham Lincoln uh, quote, and uh, yes, very, very true. Very true. Good point. Get out of town. The guy's, the actor's kid is playing him? Holy cow. Oh no, it's HBO Max? What the hell is HBO Max? Do I gotta get another channel now? Lord knows what my monthly... What the hell do I pay for TV monthly? Is it like 900 bucks now? It's ridiculous. Am I the only one who feels like they make it so easy to order something? To sign up for a whatever a channel they make it nearly impossible to track it to know what the hell you've signed up for and how to how to dismount you know like I got the Paramount channel for example 
I don't know how I got it. I don't know how to unget it. No idea. I'll be paying for some sort of Paramount channel for the rest of my life, I'm sure. Wow, that's surprising. Tank says Soldier Field has the smallest capacity in the league. Huh. I did not know that. Oh, Tropical Thinker. Isn't that funny how we're jumping around topics today? This is so disjointed. Tropical Thinker says, You bring up a larger issue with control. I've seen videos of police on horseback making sure people are in their homes and staying inside in Australia. It's scary to see the level of control. They arrest people for not wearing a mask. Yes, what's happening in Australia is truly terrifying. Truly terrifying. Um, yeah, the footage from Australia is no joke. And it's like, how the hell did that happen? Honestly, I have thought about the uh, Road Warrior movies before. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of this idea of predictive programming, right? The oligarchs sort of putting ideas out there so that when they actually happen, people just think, oh, this feels normal somehow. I've really thought recently, it's like, is this, this, this dystopian flavor of these Mad Max movies, which of course were set in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Was that just to get the the population sort of ready to, like, be dominated? I don't know. But yes, the actually, the footage out of Australia is, uh, is, is horrifying. What the hell is going on? All right, getting back to HBO Max. Let's see if you guys have told me how in the world I get HBO Max. Uh, is, and is this, is this like a series or is it a movie? Cause Tank here says it's going to be in theaters too. Good tip too. Tank says I send reminders to my phone to cancel that free trial crap. Very good. HBO Max is tied with direct TV somehow. Oh, uh-oh, Sankey is a Steelers fan. <laughs> Sankey says, Soldier Field has the smallest capacity for lounges, maybe. Let's go, Steelers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Miserable Shallot is back. Hello. Good morning. Oh, wait. Shallot, are you in Australia? Miserable Shallot says, mate, that's nowhere near the truth. So maybe I maybe I misspoke. Is it not scary at all in uh please if you're in Australia tell tell us tell tell me more, Shallot. Cause I'm just a fat fuck on Reddit, right? Sitting here in Kentucky. Uh let's see. It's scary to think. We may, uh, it's scary to think we may think, well, this is normal now. I guess we should conform and obey, says Tropical Thinker. This is the, this is the most disjointed conversation this morning. And it's all my fault. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, 
HBO Max is an app like like Netflix and the other streamers. Holy cow. I don't know. Miserable Shallot, if you would, it seems like you're from uh, Australia because you said mate. But that could be, you might be from the, uh, you might be from uh, Mother England or something. Yeah, Mammy's trying to keep up in the conversations. It's so disjointed. I'm sorry, dear. Oh my gosh. Everyone's turning out. Anyway, Miserable Shallot, I'm going to keep my eye on the uh, comment section. I would like to know more about what's nowhere near the truth. I certainly don't want to be incorrect. Let's get to the mailbag because time's a-wasting. Let's see. Okay, first letter. Dear Tony, can you help a lady out? I'm getting... Oh, and by the way, anyone who wants to send mail in... Oh, I see this. Now the spider's on the back wall. Holy shit. Good Lord. What is happening? Um, uh, any letters, uh, send them into chicagotonyv at gmail.com. And they, they'll get on the show. It's going to be fabulous. I'm actually, it's funny, I'm not afraid of spiders, except that I don't want to be blindsided by a spider. Okay, first letter. Dear Tony, can you help a lady out? I'm getting back into the dating game. After my husband passed away last year, and I'm like a duck out of water. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 59 years old, and I believe I'm relatively attractive. I just don't know what older men are looking for. Can you talk a little bit from the perspective of a respectable, attractive, single bachelor? (laughs) Help me understand where the North Star is, dearie. Uh, This is uh, from Alice in Orlando, Florida. I don't think I've ever been called dearie. That's lovely. And thank you for lumping me in, Alice, with uh, respectable, attractive, single single bachelors. <laughs> Mammy does not like the spiders, I can tell. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, time out, because Shallot responded again. Uh, yes, in Sydney. So Shallot is in Sydney. Initial lockdown was a bit tough. And some may say overbearing, but it was necessary. Things are getting better, and people get support from the government. Police enforcement is limited to mainly fines. Okay, so it's not so bad there. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It it felt like it was, you know, at least the footage I've seen. And who knows? Are there there people riling us up? I I don't know. It's so hard to know what's real these days. What's the real story? Anyway, all right, I'm sorry, Alice, back to your letter. So Alice, uh, God love you. So you're 59 years old. You're back in the dating game. Sorry you lost your husband. And, uh, but I mean, this is a, a tough question to ask. What's, you know, what are, what are older men looking for? I mean, God knows. It's probably a wide range, Right. Um, you know, so who knows? You could probably find someone that's looking for a little bit of everything, whatever, uh, which I think is good news for you, Alice, ultimately, because 
you know, I think I said on another show recently, uh, you know, something like there's someone out there for everyone, right? So do not despair. My, I mean, just speaking for myself, what would I be looking in, uh, looking for? Well, I'm not going to lie. I do like something pretty to look at. I do. That's just me. But then, uh, but, but pretty inside too. Inside. Get your mind out of the gutter, Alice. That's not what I'm talking about when I say inside. I'm talking about like spiritually, personality, okay? Um, and what else? I don't know. I just think in general, it's you, what you're looking for, what everyone should be looking for. It's just, it just feels right. It just fits. It's easy. I think the older you get, you want something that's easy. You don't want a pain in the ass, right? So Alice, my advice for you would be um, just uh, be yourself, dear. Just be yourself. That's the that's the important thing because you don't want to mislead someone. Uh, you know, to believe that you're some someone that you're not. That's no good. So be yourself, dear. Keep in touch. Thank you for writing into the show. Miserable Shallot says, uh, but thanks for hearing everyone out. There's a bit of disinfo, sadly. Uh, my pleasure, um, Shallot, and thank you for participating. Because I really do, I want to know what's the truth, right? Ooh, Georgie says someone to play Scrabble with. Yes. Georgie and Danny, I was telling her yesterday, they're going to be like that on Golden Pond couple, right? There's going to be some sort of movie done about uh, Georgie and Danny before it's all said and done. Beautiful couple. In sickness and in health. In scrabble and in pinochle, whatever the hell. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, <clears throat> what's a way that I can watch more football? I only get my local game on... At, uh, an afternoon game, and then the national games. Like I want to watch all, and all is all in caps, all of them. This is from Donnie L. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Donnie. I don't know. Go, go to NFL.com, dude. Right? There's got to be some sort of direction on there. I would assume there's some sort of package, isn't it? Is it DirecTV where you get all the, I don't know. What is it? NFL Game Pass or something? I don't know. Why are you writing into my show? That's a weird question to write in. But God love you. Keep listening. Thank you for the question. Oh, Tank says, get the red zone. They jump from game to game. The red zone. Oh, is that, that's where they show you a game if they're, if someone's close to scoring. Then they switch to that game. Is that what it is? I don't know. I used to have... I think it was called Game Rewind. That was pretty good. You could go to every game and rewatch it. That was pretty good. <clears throat> Tropical Thinker says, just watch the ESPN recaps. That's also good. That's a way to save some do re mi for sure. Uh, okay, next letter. Dear Tony. This is a weird song. Dear Tony. I hate to say it, but my family is starting to think about putting my dad in a nursing home. It's heartbreaking. I know you went through the same with your dad. Any advice? 
God bless. This is Ken from Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, dude, sorry to hear that, man. That's tough. That's tough. And do I have any advice? I would say it's it's this. Um, <clears throat> be I would uh, if you guys if you guys are able if you're really going to do this and put so first of all, who am I? All right, I don't give medical advice and all that stuff. I'm just a dude giving an opinion. But uh, if it were me, um, look at every place you can and do your best to get a feel for how they're run, what they're like, what the ambiance is like. Um, and I would also throw in there, I'm going to throw in a curveball. Maybe even think about, is there any way you guys can keep from doing it? Is there any way, you know, he can, you guys can somehow come together and, and he can live with family? It's just a thought. I just remember now, thankfully, in a weird way, like my dad passed away in 2016. If he were in a nursing home during this flu deal when all the when people couldn't go see their loved ones, I that to me would be hell on earth. I don't know how I would have gotten through that. So I sure hope that sort of thing doesn't happen again. It just it just would make me think. If I had to do it all over again, it would really make me think about, is there a way to keep your loved one out of something like that? I'm just saying. But uh, uh, the other piece of advice I would give Ken is just um, spend as much time with your dad as you can, you know, regardless, especially once he's in a place. I mean, just do what you can because it's... You know, we don't get that time back. Once they're gone, they're gone. Good luck, buddy. God bless. Let's see. Hey, Tony. Do you remember any of your life before you went to school? What was it like? This is from Paul from Toledo, Ohio. That's another interesting, what a weird question. It's interesting. Do I remember any of my life before I went to school? Well, I think I, so I, when I think of school, I think, uh, it would be called preschool was the first thing I did preschool, I think then kindergarten. Um, I vaguely remember life before that, but it's pretty sketchy. So like in a weird way, I've kind of always been. I, I have very few memories before school, but um, I can remember uh, like sitting around with my mom, watching my mom bake things. She had this big blue like bowl that she would mix stuff up in. And she's she's always been great in the kitchen. Um, I can just remember playing around sandbox. My dad built a sandbox for us out behind our house when we were super little. Good times. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Interesting question, Paul. I wonder why Paul asked that question. It's like, does he, does, can he remember his? 
Okay, next letter. Uh, dear Tony, I have a friend that's a girl, but she's not my girlfriend, if you know what I mean. But this is a bad thing because I have very strong feelings for her to be more than just my friend. She had a boyfriend when I first met her. I laid back and didn't push things at all. She finally broke up with that boyfriend last month. I took my chance to tell her how I feel about her. She said she just wants to remain friends. Now it's looking like she might be close to dating another guy. Should I just bail altogether to save my feelings? Should I push through and try to get her to like me as more than just a friend? This sucks. This is Jay from Spring Grove, Indiana. Spring Grove, Indiana. Mammy says friend zoned. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, Jay. That super sucks. Robo, uh, I think sums it up well. She's not into you. Tropical thinker. See, all these people are on the same page. Tropical Thinker says, yes, move on. And uh, I think the same thing. Definitely what I would say, Jay, is uh, do not, uh, how do you put it? Do not push through and try to get her to like you as more than just friend. No, 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 no. Absence makes the heart go fonder, grow fonder. Um, I would go the other way. I would completely cut it off. If you want to just let her know, hey, you know what? It's me. It's not you. I would. I. I want it to be more than friends. Uh, and since that's not going to happen, I'm just going to uh, move on. You can be cool and nice about it. There's a. There's a uh, snowball's chance, maybe. That uh, first of all, I think to do that, you know, shows a certain amount of integrity and uh, balls. Since since you already let her know. You want to be more than friends? I commend you. Okay? You know what they say? You know what all these ladies on these uh, dating apps and everything say? Over and over and over. Honesty. I want honesty. So you you manned up and you told it like it is, Jay. So that's good. Kudos to you. There's a chance that uh, when you walk away, she's going to think about it and be like, and, and, and... Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe it'll get her to wake up or whatever. But don't do it for that reason. If I were you, I would really, truly just try to move on. If she comes back to you and uh, wants to reconnect, whatever. You shoot that goose when it flies over. I'm not saying you should shoot this girl. That's not what I mean. It's a saying. But yeah, it really does seem like she's not that into you. Like I was saying before, I think relationships should be uh, relatively easy. You just don't... Relatively. I know they all take work, but you just don't want it to be a pain in the ass from the get-go. I'm just saying. Uh, Oahu Dream 32 says, I'm sensing the spirit of Bill Burr. I guess that's maybe a compliment. I I also have the... uh, the hairline of Bill Burr, which is a pain in my ass. Georgie says, life is not a romantic comedy. Just move on. Very well put, dear. Very well put. 
yeah move on okay next letter uh, dear Tony, I've done incredibly well for myself in medical device sales and life is good. I'm pretty easy, easily raising a family in style. Here is my dilemma. My wife is getting bored of the stay-at-home mom role and she has it in her mind that she wants to start a paint-your-own-pottery business with retail space, signage, etc., I've been hanging back waiting for this to blow over, but she is amazingly adamant. She doesn't seem to want to let this go. Here's the thing. I love my wife and I know her very well, and I'm certain this business idea of hers will fail. <laughs> it's nothing against her. She just doesn't have a mind for business at all. And at all is capitalized. This guy means, means business. She is the most disorganized dits ever. I've gone over all the details of her plan, and as far as I can tell, this little escapade will end up costing me about 250 grand. This puts me in a bit of a bind. I can actually afford to lose that much. But goddamn, that's a lot of money. What would you do? This is uh, Tim B. Oh my god. That is a great letter. I love this so much. I really do. You know, I think there's something really funny about uh, when when people are in a successful situation. Like, you know, people can lose their bearings, lose their perspective, right, on what's reasonable. And I think, Tim, because your wife, surely she's living in fine style, especially if you can afford to blow 250 Gs on a, a whim of hers. I mean, you guys are doing just fine. But yeah, there's this, they lose all sense of perspective, right? And in normal life, you know, people... People that want to set stretch goals and stuff, you know, they like a normal person would be like, uh, I'm going to do a, like a mini marathon or something like that. Um, you know, or I'm going to go whatever, volunteer at the soup kitchen or something. But because you have great means now, the, now the possibilities are much bigger. I've seen this before. I've had, I've known wealthy dudes who's, whose uh, wives have really stretched because there were resources. And uh, I just kind of have to chuckle. Sometimes it takes the form of like, you know, it's something that's more, at least the family can enjoy. You know, like I've seen a spouse get it in their head. Like we need an amazing summer home. Let's go, let's build the lake house and it's going to be, beautiful and we'll put some, we'll put a dock and some boats and we'll put a little you know whatever at least that's something the family can use if she's trying to start up a business that and I'm going to take you at your word right that that she's not cut out for it um yeah you're going to blow that money bam Georgie have a great day dear uh so what to do Tim 
believe it or not, here's what I would say. I think you let her do it. Let her do it because you can afford it. It's going to hurt. And if you're right, then just be prepared to help her pull the plug, you know, when before you don't want all hell to break loose, right? But uh, I would say let her do it and support her. And who knows? Maybe she'll surprise you. If it's something she's dying to do, maybe it's not going to go as bad as you think. But uh, I would do it. Tropical Thinker says you should always support your spouse and their ideas. However, if she can't come up with a uh, projected return on investment that's greater than 250K, say no. That's interesting. You're probably right, Tropical. You're probably right. It's probably sage advice. Let's see what else I got here. Dear Tony, do you think that arranged marriage could work and what advice would you give me to be strong marriage emotionally and long lasting if I am to be married in one month <laughs> this is from Raj I think R-A-J Raj Raj I have this feeling you are uh, writing in from afar I'm so happy to get your letter I'm, it's short so I'm going to read it again Dear Tony, do you think that arranged marriage could work? And what advice would you give me to be strong marriage emotionally and long lasting if I'm to be married in one month? Um, I had an employee, Raj, she was from Pakistan. Let's see, what was her? This was 20 years ago. Neela, I think her name was. Uh, she, she was, uh, she had an arranged marriage. And this, I had several interesting conversations with her over time. And uh, she, she said, you know what? It works out just fine. She said, there's just that when that's part of your culture and, a rare, and marriages are arranged, no one freaks out about it. And they work just as often as, you know, Western marriages. So I would say, Certainly, it can work. Um, strong emotionally and long-lasting. Shit. I would say just uh, be committed, Raj. Just don't give up. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the best uh, choice to give marriage advice. You know, I'm some bachelor. Uh, but uh, at, at any rate... You know, I would say just hang in there and do your very best and good luck. Good luck to you. Let's see. Maybe I can get one or two more letters in. Dear Tony, I have three boys, age 13, 10, and 7, who are the light of my life. Each one is unique in his own way. My middle boy is developing a very strong tendency toward frugality. He is always admonishing his brothers when they waste something. He gets every last drop of toothpaste out of the tube before he throws it away. Bless his heart, he even clips coupons for me. My husband and I have no idea where this is coming from. We're perfectly comfortable financially. I'm afraid that this tendency toward being cheap will give him a rough life. Am I overthinking this? This is uh, Molly H. 
from Springfield, Illinois. That's the capital, isn't it, Tank? Springfield. Uh, Molly, you're looking at this all wrong. Okay, it's actually the opposite. Being frugal is not going to give him a rough life. It's going to give him a, an easier life. He's not going to waste his money. This is a good thing. I'm going to bet. Okay, plant, uh, keep this in mind and reach back out in 20 years. When all the boys are grown and established, it's going to be the other boys that go to him for money from time to time. Springfield is the capital of Illinois. Um, this is not a bad thing. This is good. This is good. Now, uh, you know, hopefully he's not obsessive, like crazy obsessive. It will get in the way, I think, um, actually of uh, probably of his love life. Maybe that's a possibility. I think because some ladies are just going to think, well, shit, why would I marry this guy? He's never going to he's never going to open up the bank account. I'm going to have a be operating in handcuffs here. But at any rate, other than that, Tank, good to see you, buddy. Have a great day, man. Um, other than that, it's this is going to be a good thing. Don't sweat it. Frugality is good. It's fun. It's going to pay dividends, and he's going to have a little something for a rainy day. So just foster it. It's fine. Gamify it even. Maybe even the other brothers can learn from him. Make it a game. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. All right. I'm going to do one more letter. Mammy's going to rewind and watch the show from start to finish. Oh, my goodness. Mammy. Committed. You're, it's probably going to be just as confusing as it was with all your distractions. <laughs> this is not a very linear show at all. Okay. Last letter. Hey, Tony. You had a question yesterday about did you ever tour with the Grateful Dead? My brother actually did that in the 90s and I feel like it totally fucked him up. He essentially became a nomadic hippie drug addict for years. He's finally back around, but he isn't the same. Just thought I'd share for the sake of anyone listening. This is Trent from Chicago. A lot of Illinois letters today, right? Two or three? Um, yeah, that's weird. I've heard of... I mean, yeah, you hear scary stories and don't you wonder, it's like if something like that didn't exist, would some of these people still become dirty hippies? <laughs> you know, would they just find some other way to drop out of society? I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer is. It, at least your brother's back. So that's good. Um, You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. It, it's like the idea of things like the Grateful Dead. Obviously, it it feel it seems rich culturally, and you know, I love their music. I love the idea of the dead. But then there's this other side that's like, I think it could be argued that some people were were really, maybe even damaged in a way by that whole scene. You know, it's tough to say. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for the letter, Trent. It is 8.03. I'm going to wrap it up, everybody. It's uh, tremendous, as always, to see you guys. I'm going to... I, I got to kill some spiders here in a minute. Um, I hope you all have a great day. I will see you again tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat place. Oh, by the way, I have an inkling 
believe it or not, that I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, out. I do not believe. I think I'm gonna be traveling. I'm gonna be out of town Friday morning. I think. So maybe no show Friday morning, just like last week. I don't know. I will let you guys know for sure uh, tomorrow. Let's see. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, great to see you all. Thank you again for spending the morning with me. I just, uh, this is incredibly fun for me to do. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys get something out of it. I'll see you tomorrow morning. In the meantime, I want to remind you all, don't take any shit from anybody. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you and I like you. You're good people. Bye-bye.